<laughs> I heard that Ass from and other, titties and big booty bitches. I heard that from the other room and I was like, is that nuck if you buck? <laughs> it's ass and titties, but I mean, we can get real wild. Oh my god. Alright, I got, hold on. Let me pull this closer. Okay, how do I sound? What do you find sound real fine, girl? Okay, girl, because I've re- readjusted my mic. Um, how are you? Good. How are you? How was your X Mass? Um, it was really good. It was really low key. It was just me and Rich, no family. Um, I got him some clothes, and he haven't we talked since Christmas? <laughs> Honestly, I don't even fucking remember. Yeah, because I told you that Rich made me that thing for the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm a bad friend. Okay. <laughs> you have a baby. Yeah, that's my that's excuse. excuse. I have a baby. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so what's new with you? Well, I went to go see our friend Kate today, and all I'm going to say is she is the baddest bitch. Like, I... Like, as soon as I walked in the door, well, first I texted them to say I was here because I didn't know about, like, the whole Zeke situation. Zeke is their dog. Right. And I was like, hey, Kevin, I'm here. And then Kevin comes out to greet me. And we go inside. And it's just, like, the most calming, peaceful, zen environment I've ever walked into in my whole entire fucking life. Alex is sleeping. Kate's just fucking chilling on the couch. Zeke greets me kindly. He's just, he's giant. I didn't know he was that huge. I thought oh I was going to die. Huge. He put his head in my lap, and I was just like, Jesus. But, He's yeah. He's, like, bigger than Kate. Yeah. So, Wait, it was just. No, he wasn't feeling too well, so he stayed home. And I refused to pick up the baby because as soon as I saw him, instantly I was like, mm, you got to have five more. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, no, can't do this. I can't, <laughs> I can't pick him up. I, well, he was asleep the whole time, too. And then, like, he woke up and Kevin changed him. And Kevin's, oh, my God, he's just the best fucking dad, dude. Like, I can't believe it. And, I mean, I can because it's Kevin. He was made right. He, he was. He was totally made for this. He was in his element, like, 110%. Like, it was, I don't know. And it was just so peaceful and quiet. And Kate was like, I want another one. Kevin's like, no. <laughs> Wait, Kevin Kate was- went through all that and she still wants another one? Oh, yeah. She's like, I want to give him a brother or sister. I just love him so much. And I was like, oh, my God, my heart is melting. Like, I wish I could be half the mom she is. She is stunning. I cannot. And she looks gorgeous. Like, it's like I show up and I'm like, you know, she's been in the hospital. Maybe she looks like not okay. No. Gorgeous. She's on fire. Just fucking hot as hell. I'm like, okay, well, here's me and my. Oh, my God. Kate and I were wearing our matching. Well, not matching on purpose, but I was wearing my um, white trash beer flower shirt and she was wearing her coffee flower shirt that we bought from your store. Stop. Not on purpose. Oh, my God. True BFFs. I don't have a store anymore, but when I did, I had a boutique and these girls killed it. They basically kept my store afloat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you like sold really good stuff, though, but we were wearing our shirts at the same time. I was like, oh, my God, bitch, I'm wearing the same shirt as you. I love it. I'm glad yeah. that you got to see her. I wish I could, but I am not in Florida. Oh, well, yeah, it's lame here anyways, so lucky you. But I, I knew she was going to kill motherhood. Her and Kevin both were made for this. Everything in their life led them to I this know. <clears throat> oh, I love them. Okay, so this is just going to be like a short little episode but yay yay it's, I don't know what we're gonna call it yet because I feel like listener 
listener stories is kind of taken. And then, like, hometown stories is kind of taken. So I'm going to figure out a name, but it's basically listener stories. But today it's going to be my story and Ariana's story. It's a chode story. If that's chode allowed to be said. Story. Yeah. <laughs> we have some chode stories because they're short and sweet. I don't know if iTunes. That's probably not. That. <laughs> that's probably not appropriate. <laughs> chode story of the week. Um, so I'm going to cool. eat my quesadilla. You want to tell your story first? Yeah. So I'll go first. Um, okay. So this story is, it's, it's fairly recent. It's like a year old. Um, mine's like a spooky story. Um, so it's from when I worked um, on the oncology unit where I first started off as a nurse. And so it happened like about like a period, it's like a period of time from basically like two years ago. Um, so the hospital that I work at, the building that I was in, if you imagine like an oval, that's kind of like how the unit is um, uh, shaped. And on the outside of the oval are all the patient rooms. And on the inside of the oval, there's the nursing station. A really easy way to think of it is like that. On how many the rooms left, is it? 36. Okay. Um, and I worked night shift because you're new and. Large. It's easy to get a job <laughs> if you're like, yeah, I'll fucking stay awake. Like, I'll be, and like you say stupid shit. Like, I just sleep better this way, and like everyone knows you're lying because no one functions <laughs> like that. They're like, yeah, okay, bitch, you're just there for the money. It's fine. Um, so, uh, on the left side of the unit, on your oval, everyone draw a picture of the oval, like I'm explaining. On the <laughs> left side, <laughs> our rooms like one through, I don't know. I don't even remember anymore, like one through whatever. And then the other side, the oval or like the other half, Um, you know, math. Um, And when I first started off, it was hard because for the new nurse, it was a multi-system oncology unit. So that meant like if anybody had cancer, they could come to our unit. It wasn't like, oh, they have heart problems. So they're just going to go to the heart unit. Oh, no, they also have kidney cancer. That's a cancer patient. So we'd get all kinds of fucked up people. Um, and like a lot of people would die. We'd have a lot of codes, a lot of death here. Um, and it made me, on average, how long do those people stay? It would depend on like how sick they were and what they were doing there, like their reasoning. So if it's like a new cancer diagnosis, they could be there maybe like a couple of weeks, depending on how sick they are. And then they just get some treatment and go home. Or it's like people that come in specifically for treatment and then they go home. Or it's like end of life care, almost like a hospice where the families aren't ready to send their family members to hospice or it is a pre-hospice type of thing where it's like they're really sick the doctors finally tell them they're gonna die then they do go to hospice or they just die with us um so i've seen a lot of death i've seen a lot of codes some good some bad um so with that we had um like one side the side of uh, with all the smaller numbers was always like the dead people side. I don't fucking know why it just always happened that way when I would work and people would die. They would always die on that side. Only once did someone die on the opposite side of the unit, which to me was like kind of weird. Yeah. Cause everyone always dies on the other side. And the first person that was there, he was there for a really long time. Um, he was really sick and like everyone basically knew him. Everyone had had him as a patient before. And he was in room 
like towards the end of the oval. So like in the teens. So I want to say he was either like 12 or 13. And one night I was just talking to him, like, you know, whatever. And mind you, we're on the 10th floor. So we're not like on the floor, like on the ground floor, we're up in the sky and we're just talking or whatever. And I don't know how we got on the topic because it's night shift. I usually, depending on how awake they are, I would talk to them or not. And then the conversation I have is not, Hey, how was your day? Because your day fucking sucks. You probably got chemo. You're probably like, you know, dying on the inside, literally like, Hey, how's your day? Well, I'm at the hospital. So I would try to have like more, uh, open different conversations. And so I don't know how we on the topic of ghosts, but we did. And he asked me, everyone always likes to ask, how long have you worked here? And I always always be like, um, I don't want to say, Hey, I'm brand fucking new. <laughs> Trust me with Just your life. Yesterday. <laughs> it's actually my first day, bitch. Just graduated um, school. <laughs> actually, I'm still in school. I don't know. I'm not even employed. Um, but I was like, yeah, you know, I've been here for a bit. And he was like, Oh, well, have you ever seen or heard anything weird? And I was like, nope, not really. Cause the hospital is also like brand new. It's a new like building and everything. So I'm thinking it looks nice. It's not like some dingy bitch like place. And I was like, no. And he's like, yeah, I've seen things. And I was thinking that he was talking like in his lifetime. And I was like, Oh, like, what did you see? And he's like, well, one night um, I was sleeping and I woke up and someone was knocking on my window. What? And I was like, oh, that's so scary. I was like, well, do you have shades at your house or were they just open? He's like, oh, no, no, no. That was here. And he was completely awake, like like not awake. He was um, alert and oriented. He wasn't confused. He had no confusion issues, no like down, like um, sundowners or, you know, dementia, nothing. He was totally with it. And he was telling me this story and I couldn't look at the window because I was so afraid <laughs> to even glance that way. So long story short, he eventually gets discharged and goes home to die. And we get, you know, more patients, like the turnover is so quick. We got another patient in that same room, like a while later. And he was a little bit confused, but he had, and I had him three nights in a row and he would always get up out of bed every five seconds, the bed alarms going off. It was getting to the point where like, you were just stuck in there and he was confused. You know, like, he didn't know who he was, you know, where he, like what was happening. Like he Aww. knew nothing. And so then one night I'm in there, I'm about to like take his vitals and I'm standing at the foot of his bed to come around to put his blood pressure cuff on the left side, the, the machine was on the right side. And I'm standing like towards the edge of his bed on the right side. And he's like, Hey, can you tell them to get out of here? And I was like, Oh, there's nobody in here. And he's like, no, yeah, there's people behind you and they're, ma they're making me, and he's having, mind you, he doesn't talk and he's telling me, and like, I'm dumb as fuck. I'm just like having a conversation with someone I haven't had a conversation with in three days. Like it's as normal as can be. And he's like, no, yeah. Can you tell them to get out? They're bothering me. I don't want them in here anymore. And I was like, no, 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 there's nobody here. And he's like, yeah, look at them. They're right behind you. And then at that moment I realized what was happening. And I was like, um, I left. <laughs> I'm not even going to fucking lie to you. I fucking left that room so fast to get somebody else <laughs> to come in there with me. Cause I like, I just felt like cold shivers down my back. Like I could not explain it. It was the weirdest thing in the whole entire world. Once it hit me, I realized what was going on. And then I just freaked the fuck out. And mind you, it's a hospital. So like, I'm not the only person working there. There's a bunch of other people like, in the hallways, all the lights are on. It's not like this dark, scary, dingy place, you know, it's 
the hospital. So it's not like I had a reason to be creeped out other than that whole situation. But I all of a sudden just felt like so fucking like weirded out. And I made somebody else go back in there with me. And then when we go back, like obviously he's back to being confused. He doesn't say anything. There was like nobody was in the room at all. And the rooms are small. They're like the size of a bedroom, I would say. Yeah. I mean, they're big for a hospital, but like there, there was nobody in there. Like nobody ever came to visit him. He never had any family come, nothing. And he literally told me that there were people behind him. And we had a conversation when he had never had a conversation with anybody and wasn't oriented at all. And that really freaked me the fuck out. And and then the last, the last thing that I have for my talking fast story (laughs) is. Wait, hold on. I have a question. Was that in the same room? I think it was the same room or is right next to it because it was right in that same area. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that's not cool. No, it's it's not. And that's why you found a new job. That's literally why I found a new job. I was like, "Mm, job safety? (laughs) I'm going to get fucking murdered by ghosts here. I can't live here at nighttime. And then, like, also, if I don't know if you've you've done night shift, right? Oh, girl, I'm about to tell some stories about working night shift. See, like, you know how weird it is. Like, as soon as, like... It's like 6 p.m. Like as you're coming into work, it like the whole mood just changes. Like I don't give a fuck where you work and you work night shift. It's like a whole vibe change. And then even when it gets to be 6 a.m., like it changes again. I don't know. It's it's, it's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. And then the last one is it's like kind of sad, but it's the first time I watched someone like die. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, because there was a lot of dying. Um, but it was like, yeah, I've seen it happen like a lot of times, but it was just really crazy to like be someone in charge of letting someone die. If that makes sense. Like your job as a nurse is to literally do everything that you can to help people and to keep them alive. But knowing that this person is going to die and you're supposed to just let it happen in the most safe and humane way is crazy. Like the family was there with the patient and just like the moment that it happened, like I just knew cause I was looking at her and the family was praying over her. Um, just asking, they're basically just asking God for a peaceful passing for her and just to let her feel loved and to know that everyone was here for her and that it was all going to be okay. And in the middle of the prayer that the husband was doing, she died. Mm. And it was just like, I don't know. It was nuts. Like I didn't see anything. It's not some sort of like, you know, seeing her spirit go away bullshit. You know, it's just like, you just notice like the body just changes completely and it I'm just sure it was like really surreal. It was crazy. And then like after that, like I told the family and then like everyone broke down and it was just like this. It was so emotional to be a part of something that's not even your family. Like, yeah, you take care of these people. And like when you do that, like, I guess you kind of become their family for that 12 hour shift. Like you're kind of all they have at some point. But it's just so emotionally like crazy when you do actually care for these patients like they are your own family and you do build those bonds with them it's it's amazing how touching it can be like in that situation it i don't know it's something that i think i'll never forget 
like out of my whole nursing career, I think is like the first time someone dies. I don't think you ever forget that because it's just so like heart wrenching. And like you watch what this family goes through, even if the family is like, even if they know it's going to happen once it does happen, it's just, it's wild. Yeah. It's, um, I've, I've only experienced it once and it was honestly, it was my first day as a CNA. Oh my God, I would have quit. I would have fucking quit so fast. <laughs> Not dog, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it was um, so fast. What the fuck? Yeah, it was my first day. It was really fucked up. And it was a husband and wife and they shared a room. And like the, they knew the husband was going to pass any day. So I came on to shift and we're doing training. I'm train, training with another CNA and a nurse. And we go in and check him and everything's fine and then like an hour later we go back in and he's dead (gasps) yeah and it was just wild to me because Uh, I mean isn't it crazy like you see them alive and then you come back and then they're dead it's just nuts it's nuts and you're right there's a difference in the body and like how how it looks and what was weirdest to me was and it's not I want to okay I want to clarify it's not like movie cinematic oh, yeah, dead yeah. it's nothing like that it's yeah. it's nothing like that at all it's just um it's just different it's it's so hard to explain it's just different but um I did not know as a young naive CNA my nine <laughs> months my nine months of training up until that point that the orifices yeah if you know you know if you oh, don't yeah. google it because <laughs> i'm yeah. not gonna talk about Simple it parks does some stuff <laughs> the stuff happens yeah in my mind Whew. and i had to clean him up and get him ready for the um yeah that's also like a thing we play music because yeah. the body the body still does stuff oh my god yeah yeah so we play music also for like the patient because we think that maybe they want to hear something i don't know he pooted i mean it's obvious (laughs) yeah he's passed and he did not fart but the body is releasing what gases yeah i mean and it really fucking scared me because i was in there with this guy and it was my first day experiencing anything medical <laughs> let alone death and I mean yeah wild but anyway that is not one of my stories that's just me experiencing death yeah like it's just I don't know <laughs> but yeah the body is just the body is just so weird even like up until death the body's just a weird situation <laughs> I didn't know your fingernails kept growing after death either I mean not yeah after death, but like after you pass yeah, like they just keep going. Ooh, okay. Anyway, so are you done with your stories? Do you have more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear yours now. I'm really excited. Okay, wait. So I guess I'm going to, this might be a little longer than normal because I want to do the two that I have working as a CNA and then I want to do St. Augustine. Oh my God, please do St. Augustine. This okay. is what I'm living for. <laughs> yes. I'm, why did I just say that? I'm going to do <laughs> Okay, so the first one I have as a CNA is well there's two that happened in the same place but it was all I was working night shift because that's when the weird shit happens so uh it was me and one other nurse or me one other CNA and a nurse because it was like just um 
the medical ward, so I don't know. We didn't need a lot. We, it wasn't like Alzheimer's unit. Right. <clears throat> and so the call bell at the – it was a horseshoe, and the nurse's desk is at the top. And okay, the yeah, that makes sense. off to the side. Okay. So the call bell kept going off on the last room on my wing, and there was not anybody in that room. So I went down, turned it off, came back. And, like, five minutes later, it went off again. <laughs> this time I made the nurse go down with me. Because <laughs> it, right, it was also right next to an exit door. And, I mean, you can't get into that door from the outside. But I was still, like, weirded out. So we went in again and turned it off. And there was no one in there. And the CNA who I was working with had been there for a very long time, like, since they built the place. And it wasn't that Oh, my old. God. It wasn't, like, it wasn't. <laughs> she is as old as those bricks. <laughs> But obviously, there's a lot of death in nursing homes, and so, of course, it's haunted, but anyway. So, he comes back from his break or whatever, and I was telling him about it. I'm like, this is wild. I don't know what's going on. He was like, girl, that room is haunted. <laughs> like, I girl, was a dumb you dumb. bitch for not knowing that. Are you going to have dumb bitchitis? It's haunted. The fuck? He was like, that happens all the time on third shift. We try not to put anybody <gasps> in that room. You know, because the call bell will continue to go off and we feel like we're going in there and bothering that resident if we have to keep turning it off. So we really like to keep that room empty unless we have to fill it. And I was like, y'all couldn't have told me that. The fuck, why is this not the interview? (laughs) The interview process. By the way, don't go into this room. It's haunted. But that just creeped me out. Like, and it it continued to happen. It was just a... Oh, no, 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 no. And people just... No, no, no. But when I was doing... That that to me is weird, too, how people are like, oh, yeah, it's just haunted. Like, no big deal. There's a spirit in there. Like, everyone's just so chill about it. Like, what happens if the spirit decides to grow spirit legs and move the fuck out of that room? Then what? Right. And supposedly spirits don't stay in one location. So, I don't know. And that was back when I was scared of literally everything. Like, before I started getting into ghost and murder and shit like that, I was scared of you like touched me and I was scared. <laughs> I, was, I was freaking the fuck out. And then I had to do my rounds by myself, of course, cause there's only two CNAs on in the unit. And so I get down there and I'm like doing my rounds and I kept like looking behind my back at that door, making sure that nobody was standing oh, there. Oh my God. Oh, I was fucked up. Okay, and then... How long did you work there? Um, it was my... Hmm. Was it some of those jobs you just didn't quit and you just also didn't show up the next day for work? Yes, that happened a lot when I was working as a CNA. (laughs) I don't know, did you have to work as a CNA before nursing? No, I wish I did, though, just so I would know how to fucking wipe ass. I'm glad that I had to because I became a CNA so I could go to nursing school. And I was like, well, let me just work as one because, like, I don't want to work in the food industry. So I did. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't want to be a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> literally, the, you're, if you're a CNA, you're literally a nurse. You just don't want to pass meds. Like, right. it's the same thing. And you get paid barely anything. You get paid shit to not pass meds. Like, okay. <laughs> Um, also I failed anatomy and physiology five times and I was like, you know what, let me just do this test. (laughs) Maybe it's not actually meant to be. It's for the best. (laughs) Um, I think I was there maybe like 10 months. 
it was not long. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, but there was, as a CNA, or just really any medical facility where there's a lot of women, there's also a lot of unnecessary catty drama. Oh, fuck yeah. And I was, like, fresh out of CNA school. I was 19. I was looking good. <laughs> I was fit. <laughs> I was looking hot. <laughs> I was. I was at my peak. I was looking hot. And these old biddies that had been perky. CNAs for, like, 30 years who smoked, like, two packs a day on their smoke, on their lunch My name is probably like, Cheryl. Yeah. Cheryl Susan. and Karen. <laughs> God damn it, Susan. They hated me. And so I did not last long at really any CNA place I went. It was really sad. <laughs> I was picked on because I was pretty. I was picked on because my tits were fire. Oh, my God, they were. They were so <laughs> tiny. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, so my next one, this is not going to be a short episode, but it's fine. Who gives a fuck? It's okay. I can't call it like chode series then because they're not chodes. Growers, not showers. Growers, not showers. Uh, so the next one was at the same place and it was, oh, I guess this kind of goes hand in hand. Um, there was always a rumor that a black cat would show up in the patient's room before they were going to die. Like they would see um, a black cat. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, and that girl always happened. I remember one patient of mine. <laughs> <laughs> this was long-term medical, so these people did die a lot. Um, she saw a black cat sitting on top of the wardrobe, and she told me about it. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm about to go get you. I'm going to go get that code card. <laughs> and I'm not going to come back. Anyway, she died the next day. Oh, my God. It was so sad. She was really sweet. But yes. So, I mean, every patient that says, oh, do you see that black cat? How's there a black cat in my room? Oh, honey. Oh, honey, you're going to die. You're going to die. Sorry about that. Okay, that same patient, a few days before she died, and this might be, like, TMI. I'm not going to go, like, in-depth, but she pointed. I was wiping her down, and she pointed at my stomach, and she said, that's going to be a boy. What? You was crazy. I'm on birth control. And then two days later, I found out I was pregnant. <gasps> yeah. Oh, was, my God. I know. It was wild. Um, uh, <laughs> I can't even. I think I would I just shit myself. I had always heard, though, that, like, kids and older people have a sense like that, like a sixth sense almost, like, because kids are so, they have nothing in their life to worry about. They're just, like, these open um, sources of energy, and then old people, they're so close to, like, the end of their life and, like, death. They have another, they have this sixth sense, and um, anyway, so between that and the black cat thing, I was like, you know what? I'm gone. I'm gone. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, those are my um nursing home stories. Nursing homes are the worst places to work. Don't ever do it. It really took a lot out of me. Honestly, it like decreases your lifespan by like 20 years. <laughs> that and just don't put your family like if if that's your last resort, cool. But if you put your family in a nursing home, they're going to die way faster than they originally were. Yeah, that's so true. 
unless it's like a really good one you're gonna oh, feel yeah. like you're if it's gonna be like a fuck ton of money you can't even afford it my great grandma was in one and they had happy hour every day and they would wheel her back oh. to her suite in a wheelchair and I was like that's where but of course it was in Florida where all the old people are <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was in Tampa <laughs> um you want to hear about saint augustine oh fuck yes i'm so excited we're at 30 minutes so hopefully this will only be like 45 minutes long okay so i went to saint augustine (laughs) uh for in october for rich and i's one year anniversary we went for like 10 days and then went to go see um you know you guys and kate for her baby shower so i really wanted to book a ghost tour because we did one when we went on our family vacation in New Orleans, right? Yes. And that was all right. I mean. Okay, I honestly, I think it would have been better. Okay, we went during um, Gay Pride in New Orleans, which, number one, was fucking great. We didn't go on purpose, but it was the best surprise we didn't know our we needed. ate that shit up. Oh, yeah. Fucking Gordon. <laughs> Getting hit on left and right at the bar. <laughs> Rich got called a bear, um, and I'm pretty sure that made his vacation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck everything else we did. But that night, oh, my God, the guys loved it. Um, but I think that if it wasn't Gay Pride Week, it would have been a lot more spooky, scary, because it wouldn't have been people all over the fucking place and loud as shit. Yeah, it was loud. And, you know, we didn't really do our research about, like, which ghost, because there's so many ghost tour companies in New Orleans. And so we didn't really do our research. We just kind of, like, found this one and we did it. So he took us to, like, places, but our group was so large. It just wasn't personal, and he didn't get into, yeah. like, he just really told the history of the place. Yeah, you know? it was more like a history tour than, a, like, a, like, I mean, yeah, he went over the ghosts. Like, we saw the, I always butcher this, the LaLaurie Lolo, Mansion, LaLaurie, yeah. Yeah. which is, if you don't know about that, I guess we could talk about that, because that's Ooh, a girl. fucked up story. That is some fuckery. But it was crazy to see it in person, but also we started the tour in that area, so it was already kind of like daylight, so it wasn't as spooky as it could have been. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. And that's the thing. This one we went on in St. Augustine was lit, because it started at 9pm. Okay, we're still out of already been asleep, but yes, lit. <laughs> By the time it was over, I was like, Oh, excuse me, Piper. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to tag all of her information. And I actually found her through Airbnb. I booked her through Airbnb. Oh, cool. Um, Yeah, and she had, like, hundreds of ratings on there and was five stars. I was like, we need to fucking do this. Plus, it said it was two hours and there was a shuttle. And, you know, I'm all about that. (laughs) Oh, yes. No hiking. Sign me up. (laughs) Sign me up. Um, So we did it and we get there. And she probably, she definitely would not have told us that she was a medium if there wasn't someone in the group that already knew her. And she was like, oh my gosh, you know, because the other girl in the group was also a medium. So they were talking about like meetups that they go to. And so the tour guide was like, honestly, I probably would not have told you guys that because I feel like you're going to expect a lot out of me now. And she's like, honestly, (laughs) sometimes a lot does not happen. So I just want you to like be prepared and she was telling us about, like, some things people had seen. First of all, there were only 10 people in the group, which was awesome because it was super personal and she knew our names. She gave us each a pendulum, <clears throat> a pendulum to hang somewhere on us. So I chose my purse and then Rich chose his belt loop. And she said, tie 
as many knots as you want in it. And I did six. I think Rich did like five because of the 17. What? 17 for Rich. (laughs) Like it's it's not coming off. (laughs) Fuck this. Supposedly at the end of the night, like knots would be missing or throughout the tour, your pendulum would fall off and you wouldn't notice it um, because like energies and ghosts would pull on it. And we were like, well, this is probably bullshit. I mean, I'm excited because I believe in this stuff, but Rich is super skeptical. He's like, this is not going to happen. This is dumb, but I'm going to do it because I love you and it's our anniversary. Oh, that's a man. That is a man. He is so sweet. He's like, you're weird as shit for liking this stuff, but okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. All the judgment we get from our husbands. <laughs> yeah, okay, bitch. Okay, I just like paid $400 that. for this tour, so. <laughs> it was it was pretty expensive. It was $90 for the two of us, but it was two hours with the shuttle, and it was fucking well worth it for the shit I'm about to tell you. So we start off <clears throat> at this well behind like in an alley I don't know St. Augustine's full of like little alley streets and old houses and shit it's beautiful but it's old as shit so Mm -hmm. we get to this like well that's been filled in and she starts setting up like baby dolls and like bouncy balls and those electro those EMF readers yeah she starts setting that up all around the uh outside of the well and then she has like this um oh my god what's it called it's like a oh a spirit box oh fuck those but yeah have you heard heard of those yeah i've heard of them they creep me out that's like borderline ouija board to me like i don't fuck with that it is a little bit but i fuck with that because that's like the most proof along with the emf readers that show like the energy levels they're like red if it's red there's like no energy and if it's green there's energy near you and she would test it by like putting her finger near it and taking it away so she does that and she tries to like get us to get excited because I guess ghost and paranormal anything really feed off of energy and so she had us like doing crazy stuff like bouncing up and down and I don't know just doing weird stuff And this one guy volunteers to, like, act out like he's swimming. So he starts to act out, and the EMF EMF readers are – he's nowhere near them. And they start picking up, like, energies. And so she starts talking because she says that she has three to four spirits in the city of St. Augustine that will follow her around and that she can, like, communicate with. no, 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 no. Right. And she's a really sweet woman and she has kids and a husband that supports her and, you know, doing this business. And <clears throat> I mean, anyway, I didn't believe any of this at first. I was like, I've never met anyone who can like talk to the t- spirit world or whatever. So she starts like saying, oh, is it there was a little boy, a teenage girl, an older slave and then an older um, like ship captain. That is, like, I feel like that's the randomest group of people. Like, there's a ship captain following me. Can you hear his fucking doubloons in his pocket? Like, what, bitch? She's, like, they just find me, you know, because they feed off of her energy. And, anyway, they just find her. And so she starts talking, and she's asking, like, if it's them, you know, if it's the little boy, can you come close to the EMF reader so it can pick up your energy? And, I mean, it would. It wouldn't do it every time, but she would be like, you know, don't be shy. So it would come, and it would pick up his energy, and it would, like, beep really loud. 
And so the other guy is still acting out. Well, then all of a sudden, his pendulum no. rips off of his no. belt loop and flies. And all of but us just stand there. Were you staring. scared at all? Uh, everyone was a little freaked out. I don't think we knew how to react because we honestly thought it was him, but we knew better because we were all staring at him and he, his hands were nowhere near his belt loop. Oh okay? my God. So it just flies off. And then the woman acted like it was fucking no big deal. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that was Tom. Yeah. And she, I wish I could remember the little boy's name that she would talk to, but she was like, you know, was that you? If it was, it's okay. Can you can you let us know it was you? And the thing, like, started lighting up again. Oh, no. <sighs> yeah. And then she got out of the spirit box, and you could hear, like, a girl's voice, an older man's voice, and, like, a little boy's voice. But it wasn't, like, full sentences. It was just, like, um, yeses and nos here and there when she would ask questions, and then... Um, you did hear their names when she asked them to say their names. She said, you know, you heard their names. Yeah. Which was pretty wild, especially, Ugh. I don't know, that, that that's just wild to me. So we finish up there <clears throat> and we're just walking around and she's encouraging us to take as many pictures as we can um, just because spirits follow energy and we were a large group of people so we're taking pictures like wherever we can and then at the end of the night she wants us to like all look through them and see if we see anything which I have two pictures and I'm pretty sure I showed you maybe not I can't I know I I don't think I I know you did show me them yes I saw the fucking pictures yeah um I don't know it's just freaking wild this is the craziest experience I ever had and by the end of the night everyone was a hundred percent into this there were a lot of husbands there who like seemed pretty skeptical but by the end of the night everyone was like this shit is wild even Rich was like he got I feel like he got a little scared at one point towards the end I fucking would I'm like I when you were telling me this and you showed me the pictures I like I like I can't even fucking believe it because like you hear stories and like you hear people telling them and you're kind of like mm, okay Sandy whatever yeah. but when you actually like know somebody who's actually seen it and they're not bullshitting you like that to me is what's fucking nuts right I agree because I had never like really experienced anything like this until this night and Rich hadn't either and I mean he he has a pretty open mind but he's also a very skeptical person so. Anyway, we were going through the city. Um, She has us, like, lean up against this wall, which was in some kind of – there was some kind of massacre near it. And you can still see, like, the bullet holes in the wall. So she has us touch it anywhere we feel like we need to touch it. She had us touch it. And I didn't really feel any kind of energy, but Rich did. He, like, leaned his back up against (sighs) it. He was like, this feels wild. He's like, I feel super connected right now. It was just weird. I didn't and feel And you okay. said, bitch, what's her name? <laughs> um, who is she? Uh, who is she? <laughs> oh, my God. So I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure that was the part. Like, hold on. I'm going to pause here. I can't remember. So we go from there. I'm pretty sure nothing else wild happened until we got to the lighthouse. And um, we couldn't actually go to the lighthouse because they do their own paranormal thing at the lighthouse but we were at the park across the street which she said is better than the lighthouse anyway so 
we get there, we pull up, um, she's explaining to us, we can kind of, she's going to let us roam for a little bit by ourselves and take pictures. She's like, there's two things. One, there's a tree here in the park that has really, um, negative energy around it and she was like at the end of the night I want to see if like you can pick up on that and I'll tell you which tree it is and then she's like don't go past the um outhouse like don't go behind it she said it's just like really negative energy over there you know you just don't need to go over there so everybody starts going off on their own taking pictures rich leaves me (laughs) oh my god if I would have gotten left (laughs) divorce I was a percent into this though, and I was kind of like, leave me alone. I'm trying to get haunted. Like I and she told us, she's like, if you're accepting and you're not necessarily a believer, but if you're accepting of a spirit, you will see one. Or you will experience something. And she said, they're not gonna come to you if you're like uh putting off a vibe that you don't wanna be scared, you know? So at this point, yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to get haunted. I want to see something. I want to experience something. Like, this was blowing my mind. So I go off on my own. Rich leaves me to go off oh on my God. own. But he doesn't go to, like, explore. He goes to the woman. And, of course, he wants to know why we can't go behind the outhouse. <laughs> He's that person. A typical boy. A typical boy. <laughs> yeah. She specifically said, like, you know, don't ask me about it. I don't want to talk about it. We just don't go back there. And we haven't for a few tours. And so Rich is like, well, why not? (laughs) And she said that she and another tour group experienced something demonic in that park behind the outhouse. And I was like, well, that's crazy. Like, I don't believe that for a bit. I, I just don't believe that. And so we go off on our own. And we take pictures. I picked the tree that I thought was the negative energy tree because I just like. I, <laughs> this tree is looking hella shady. I just stood beside it and it was it freaked me the fuck out because there was like hundreds of ants climbing all over it. And I just felt weird being next to it. So I was like, this is the tree I'm going to tell her about and I'm going to see if I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> We go and sit, all of us, at this picnic table, and she set up all the EMF readers and her spirit box and dousing rods. Have you ever used dousing rods before? No, but those also freak me out. Literally anything that has to do with spirits that tells you that they're communicating with you freaks me the fuck out. I had never used them before, so she only had, like, four sets, so everyone's really nervous. Oh, and she also brought, like, the little girl's doll. It was a little Oh, God, no. Little girl's doll, um, and like a few other proppy things, like balls they could bounce. Um, oh, and you know those Christmas lights that like point up at the Oh house? yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She put one of those up because you could see if someone were to like walk through it, you could see a spirit or whatever because the dots wouldn't show up. Um. Anyway, so we all sit down, and I'm at the side with, like, the little doll. So I grab the dousing rods, and it's crazy. Like, they will just stay still. But if you (laughs) – anyway, she started to talk to them, and she was like, you know, if – she talked for a little bit, and then she was like, okay, I want you to talk and see, you know, if they follow your direction or whatever. So I started talking, and I was like – if there is a spirit here, can you move the dousing rods to point at me? 
And so they went from the complete opposite pointing away from me, and they both spun around and pointed at me. Okay. No. And I was like, well, that's cool. <laughs> no. And then she was she was asking there were four people at the table and she was asking which spirit was with which person. And if she, when she asked which spirit was with me, both the dowsing rods moved to the left and pointed at the doll. And so that no. I think she kind of picked up that like the little girl was with me. And so I was like, well, this is weird. It's probably just like gravity. Although it's weird how they're both moving at the same time. So I asked her, you know, I can't, I wish I could remember, Sally, I think her name was Sally, I don't know, I was like, can you point both the rods in the opposite direction, like, have one point to the left and one point to the right, so it's, like, it makes a straight line, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I asked her to do that, and she did it, (laughs) and one (laughs) moved by itself, and the other moved by itself. And then I asked her to point both the rods at my husband, and they did. They both pointed to the right towards Rich, and he was like, fuck that. Don't get me involved in this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I convinced him to take Okay, meanwhile, he wants to know why you can't fucking go over there. <laughs> so. <laughs> and at this point, I'm like 100% convinced. I've asked it. Every single question that I've asked, it's, like, moved the direction I've asked it to move. So I was like, well, let me see if it's just me. Although you have your hands there, and your hands aren't moving, you know? Um, So I give it to Rich, and I'm like, okay, you try it. And so he was asking, he was smarter. He was, like, asking yes or no questions and telling them to move a certain way for yes and move a certain way for no, okay? So he asked each spirit if they were there and the only one that gave the yes answer was um the little boy and so he said he kept asking questions he's like you know uh can you point the dousing rods to caroline and they would move towards me he was like can you point the dousing rods towards the tour group leader and they would point towards her and i mean everybody else is also using the dousing rods and they're having um one guy did not really have any luck with it. They just kind of stayed in place. But another girl had pretty good luck with it. And the tour guide lady was like, well, he's probably not having any luck because, you know, he's not as open to this or he's scared, you know? Yeah. Um. So I'm pretty sure the dousing rods are what, like, really convinced Rich. And then we started to do the pendulum thing where you hold it, you, like, stabilize your arm and you hold it in your hand and it should just stay there in place, right? So it should, I, yeah. <laughs> I asked um, the little girl who was, like, near me if she could move it in a circular motion clockwise. And it started to slowly move a little bit. And then I said, can you stop? And it stopped, dead stopped. No. Okay, and then I said, well, can you move it left to right? And it started swinging left to right. Okay, <laughs> and then I asked her if she could do it and it or stop it and it dead stopped. Oh my, my god! And none of us wanted <laughs> to leave at this point. We were all so invested in this, and I mean, I just I wish I could explain because I feel like a lot of people are gonna be like, "Oh, your tour guide lady like set all this up," but like, how? And she was just such a 
honest, like nice person. She didn't even want to tell us that she was a medium or that she had had experiences before. She just had this business and she was, I don't know. Anyway, I 100% believe that all that shit happened. And then when we were leaving, Rich again asked about the (laughs) fucking outhouse why we couldn't go over there and he like wanted to hear more about it and this bitch showed us a picture she took oh my I, okay I did not I did not see the picture that she took of the situation she, she didn't send it to us she just showed it to oh, us okay because we were we were all leaving and I think I just said but at this point it was like 1 30 in the morning and oh she was first of all oh my god <laughs> none of us wanted to leave she was like yeah we should probably go she was probably tired so on the She's way like, there, okay. are we done yet um <laughs> we get to the parking lot and she was like I mean do you guys really because we kept asking her about it she was like I mean do you really want to see the picture I can show it to you but it's really <sighs> weird she, she like she didn't kind of, like she didn't really want to show it to you no she didn't she didn't because oh, she God. was like it's demonic like it's a demonic force oh that's my God. Over okay there. okay continue 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 <laughs> So she kind of told us the story first. She had gone out with a group, a tour group, and at the end of it, she, like, took them back, and she she just felt something off about the park. So she went back to the park by herself at 3.30 in the morning. First like, of all, yeah. who the fuck? I guess if you are a medium, <clears throat> you're probably no, not because, scared of much. Okay, if I feel like you'd be more scared because you can see <clears throat> and connect, like, you can be involved with all of the things like I feel like you'd be even more scared if I could see things I'd be like the fuck no thanks from the beginning she was like you have to be if you do a Ouija board if you do any kind of uh, session where you want to speak with spirits you have to be upfront from the beginning and say that you are not going to allow evil spirits into your space and so we did that um she said hello I'm a bad bitch (laughs) No evil I'm the baddest bitch out here. <laughs> so we did that. Anyway, she's told us she went to the park. She went back to the park at 3.30 and she was doing some stuff and she was getting ready to leave. And all of a sudden this crazy ass wind <clears throat> just starts <gasps> to blow. But only this one portion of the park over by the outhouse. Like there's this crazy, the trees are blowing. Um, It just, it sounds like hurricane force winds, but it's just that one area And she was like, I knew I needed to leave, but I just, I saw, like, two red glowing eyes, and I wanted to take a picture of it. I just needed to take a picture of it. So she showed us the picture, and bitch, it's literally like, you can see, like, glowing red eyes. You can vaguely see, like, horns. No. Like, and you saw the picture, so you, like, did it look not... What? Like, so it didn't look photoshopped, right? No, it didn't. And it was, um, cause I, I feel like if it was photoshopped, it would have been, I don't know, it's, it's too hard to explain. But it did, it did not look photoshopped at all. Even Rich was like, holy fucking shit. Um, and everybody was like, okay, well, we should go get in the van now. <laughs> <laughs> like, we should get the fuck out of here. Because I think it's actually really late. It's time for us to get the fuck out. <laughs> And she told us when we got back to our cars, she was like, you know, before you get in your cars, just say uh, thank you for communicating with us tonight, but you need to stay here. And she was (gasps) like, that way the spirits know, like, they can't follow you home. 
No. Right. So Rich and I both did that. We also got back to the Airbnb and did it before we went inside. <laughs> oh my God. But like, were you firm? Like, how did you say it? Were you like, um, my name's Caroline and thanks for tonight, but please don't follow me home. Were you like, my name's Caroline. Thanks for tonight. You had best keep your whole ass here. I mean, Rich was pretty serious about it. He was like, oh. okay, you need to stay here. And I was like, okay, if y'all could like not follow me home, <laughs> that would be I mean, you, I mean, if you, I mean, if you wanted to, you could, cause I don't really like confrontation, but I mean, I really, I mean, just, um, can you just not <laughs> please just stay the fuck here? <laughs> but if you followed me home, it'd be fine too, because I mean, I don't want to fight about it. Oh my God. That was so crazy. I did not really sleep well that night. It's not that I was scared. It's just that I was like <clears throat> uncomfortable a little bit with what I had just experienced. Like I was trying to process it. Yeah. Yeah. Something outside this so, right now. Oh bitch. <laughs> okay. What were you gonna say? Um, so just to be clear, you did not go in the lighthouse, right? No, we did not because they have their own tour. We actually tried to get on that tour, but it's like booked out a month in advance because oh they my only gosh. do it. They only do it a few nights a week. And she told us, she was like, you know, it's not a bad tour because they give you the history of the lighthouse, but there's also 50 people in the group. And it's just, she's like, honestly, stuff like this works better in smaller groups because it's more personal, which I know. I totally agree. Yeah. Because I I feel like when you have a ton of people. Yeah. And I, I would have. And she went all out with, like, the EMF and the the toys uh, and the dowsing rods and the pendulums. Like, New Orleans had nothing on her. No, it didn't. I don't know. Like, I'm wild. jealous. Like, I think I, I think I think I would have enjoyed the St. Augustine one more because there's actually stuff to see. Like, yeah. things actually happen. But at the same time, I think I really just like the history of New Orleans because, like you said, it was more of, like, a spooky history tour. Yeah, which it was so still I liked, good. Yeah, like I liked like, the spooky history that they were talking about because it was entertaining. But for actual, like, ghost encounters, St. Augustine, like, hands down. Yeah. And plus, St. Augustine is absolutely beautiful. It is so beautiful. Um, We were there. Gosh, we were there for a long time, like <clears throat> eight days. And, I mean, we actually stayed at, outside of St. Augustine. But it was absolutely beautiful. I would highly recommend. It just sucks that all the historic stuff is so touristy that you have to pay for it. Like, to get into the fort, it was $30, which I think is crazy to just walk into this historic fort. $30? $30. And everything, even to go through, like, the little Spanish downtown that is historic, you'd, like, pay for parking. It was just we did the torture museum, which was pretty badass, and I did want to pay for that. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, I don't know. It just sucks when you go to places like that and you have to pay to experience history. Yeah, right? Like, like I learned about this in class already. Let's do a quiz. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely go back. Um, there's other places that I want to visit, though. And I'm pretty sure that any, like, older city – we, we go to, I'm going to do a ghost tour now. Like definitely. Oh my gosh. That's, that's like so cool. You should totally do that. I really want to. I think that's like a really cool trend. Um, yeah, that's, I could be like a tradition. Yeah. Tradition, not trend. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I hear horns honking. Is that what the tapping is or are you like haunted right now? Well, 
I live in an apartment complex, so people park right outside my window. So it's probably Oh, okay, okay, okay. I hate I hate it. Um, so this was fun. And so next week I'm gonna tell my dad's story. Okay, I'll tell my mom's next week. Okay. And then we'll do some actual like listener stories, which we do have, but I just wanna kind of like hold off since we're gonna do this every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't wanna like do them all at once, okay everybody. We don't wanna like run out. Um but yeah. if you do have any kind of story, like a crazy-ass murder that happened in a town that you lived in, or like... Maybe it's your family or friends that are murdering. Yeah, or a story that your parents told you about some crazy-ass thing that happened in your town or something. Any, like, paranormal, murdery, anything just fucking weird, email us. DM us. Slide into our DMs. Slide into our DMs. At wildandwokepod.com. On Instagram. And then from there, go to Linktree so you can email us on our actual email because I don't want Caroline to have to go through Instagram like that. (laughs) Especially my dumb ass messaging you, laughing at the memes you post. Like, LL, the bitches is funny. And you're like, okay, thanks. I know I made it. (laughs) I designed it. Thank you. Wait, what is that? Oh, what's the TikTok of the week? My okay, I've been holding on to this one. I sent it to you like a maybe like a week ago or so, but it was like the cat when the person was bending over to feed the cat, and the cat was like, Damn, what are you doing? Double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon <laughs> out here with all this ass, and the cat's just like looking at their owner's fat ass. Oh my gosh, Piper, do you it's um, not okay. cool? You want to hit us with the outro? Yeah, you guys can check us out Wild and Woke Pod on instagram also we have our private facebook group that you can get to through patreon we're also on twitter um what? which is pretty cool what we're on twitter bitch we have um, like 80 something followers on twitter <laughs> not to brag. what <laughs> not to brag but oh my god also everybody we are on youtube so i think that we will have to do um maybe like one story a month or something where we film with our cameras so you can see how trash we look that's so you can Patreon really get to know us. Only. Sorry. <laughs> you have to pay money to see that. <laughs> Which, I don't know. And coconut oil in my hair. You got to pay money. <laughs> you want to see me looking haggard and tired? Pay me to watch me drink wine. <laughs> We're making I'll show my foot, maybe. <laughs> I'll maybe show my foot for an extra tip. I don't know. Hey, I'll, my um, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not how Shane Dawson got famous. I'll sell my underwear. Don't think I'm fucking above that because I'm not. <laughs> I'm trying to make that money for retirement. Yeah, I'm trying to retire. Did y'all hear that fucking uh, podcast? <laughs> Go listen to it. Oh I'm poor. God. I love us. <laughs> I love us too. I love this for us. Yeah, it's not that bad. All right. Bye, bitch. I love you. Bye, bitch. I love you.